This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Believe Podcast Network, where we believe in the best of sports, and that's why each and every week, Larry cuts out all the worst, and I bring you all the best. And something I think about the best of sports is sometimes the best of sports is starting out with a rumor. The Big Ten could be voting as early as Friday, today, to have a fall football season. What do you think about that, Larry? Wait a minute. I thought they said they weren't playing. They said no, but I think pressure's coming. The earliest they could maybe be playing is October 10th or maybe around Thanksgiving or maybe they won't play. The rumor mill has started. The ACC, Big 12, and SEC are starting later this month. You know, um, here's the thing. I, I'm not a medical expert. I, I'm not a journalist per se. I, it, the number one place where the COVIDs are exploding is Iowa. Like, it's gangbusters in Iowa. They have the highest rate of increased COVID cases. That town is all about football games, and they're going to let people into the games. I'm just thinking that maybe football is not as important as the spread of COVID throughout your state. I'm just saying, maybe, I don't know. All right, well, rumor mills swirling, and I'm excited about it. I like when we start with rumors. Um, It is Friday, so there's a chance to update everybody on the man rub situation going on, and that would have to do with the KBO standings, the Korean baseball organization. Once again, I got to give myself this disclaimer that when there were no sports, when we started the show, we thought it'd be fun to cover the Korean baseball organization, but there are lots of sports, but nonetheless, we're still covering the Korean baseball organization. Mm-hmm. Um, Al, our, my friend over there, Andrew, has the um, LG Twins to win or finish higher than the Kia Tigers, the New York Yankees, the KBO. I'd like to say the uh, Houston Astros at the KBO. There you go, the LG Twins. NC Dynamo sit atop the league at 57 to 36. They are above the Kiwum. Tigers. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I take that back. It is the Kiwoom Tigers that sit atop the league at 61 oh. and 41. I, I know I got my, uh, uh, my metaphors mixed up there. The Kia Tigers are at 50 and 45 and the LG Twins 57 and 40. So I got a little bit of ground to make up before or if I'm going to catch and get a man rub from you. It looks like right now you'll be giving the man rub. Nice. That's a big That's update. All right. Thank so the big news for the baseball uh, plan in various cities across America. Did you see the Giants game? Did you see the score from the Giants game on Tuesday night? I wasn't watching it, and I got a text from my future father-in-law saying, I hope you're not a Rockies fan because the Giants are running up the score. And I checked it out, and it was rough. Um, he, I love that your future father-in-law and you have this fun, cute relationship about the Giants and the Rockies. That's uh, cute. It is cute. He doesn't realize that I am more of a Giants fan than I am a Rockies fan, but – it was fun nonetheless. This final score was 23 to 5, which is funny because 23 to 5 is usually the number I pull out of those Super Bowl pools. And if the score matches your thing at the end of the quarter, you win the pot. Because mm-hmm. 23 to 5, that's like, what the? I mean, that's a baseball score? Yeah. Alex Dickerson of the game had three home runs and two doubles. If you add that up, that is 16 total bases. That's the most by a giant since Willie Mays in 1961. The Giants had three players that each had six RBIs. That's never been done before in the history of baseball. It's the first time ever. I love it. I love baseball stats. And speaking of stats, I want to get into it. The modern day record was 30 runs in a game. It was set on August 22nd, 2007 by the Texas Rangers. They beat the Orioles. So I'm excited that the Rangers are holding good records. After the game, the Rockies tweeted this after they lost 23 to five. 
Quote, we typically have positive and encouraging words when tweeting the final score after losses or some kind of clever approach. Not tonight. We lost 23 to 5. It sucked. Good night. <laughs> From the official Rockies Twitter account. I like reading that because I don't know if that speaks necessarily for the players. I think the players might have something <laughs> else to say, but I love that they're doing that. One of my favorite things at a baseball game is playing mound ball. Have you ever played mound ball? I, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. So it's basically the game where you get the people you're with and everybody puts a dollar in the hat or the cup or whatever, and whoever's holding the cup. At the end of the inning, the umpire will roll the ball up, and if it stays on the dirt or on the grass is what you bet on, and you can win oh. money. So you, and if, if no one wins, the, the cup moves. Who and won more of those games, you or Barry? I would say me. Okay. All right. I'd like to say that I'm a, a lucky person. Anyway. I think you are. The original in-game betting, but now with the legalization, I don't know what it's called. There's that the U.S. is allowing sports betting now. The Cubs are going to be the first team in Major League Baseball to allow and have an in-house sports book. They're teaming up with they're, like, they're teaming up with the DraftKings, and they're either going to have a sports book in Wrigley Field or in Wrigleyville, right outside the park, so people can place their bets. So, like, you could just like bet on the Cubs to win or lose, or like bet on everything. I think you can bet on everything because I think what DraftKings is trying to do is they get the in-game betting going on. This is not the sports best, but it made me think of like someone's going to place a big bet and they're going to try to interfere with the game of play. <laughs> um, I was thinking like, are they going to do the crazy prop bets? Like, will the first baseman pick his nose in the third inning? And like, you could bet on that. Yeah, why not? Maybe mound ball will soar; they will take <laughs> off, and you can play mound ball with the entire stadium. But isn't you can already play mound ball, Andrew? Why do we need a casino in a baseball stadium? But it scales, it scales, <laughs> and then you can put your long shot bets on, and then you'll probably win. Have you ever done those like fifty-fifty raffles at those games? No, I have because they 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 entice you with those. They do. Numbers. That's what I'm saying. They keep, keep keep coming. They keep coming. Yeah, I can remember some of the values I've seen, but I can never remember what they're raising money for. The so. Giants, like the Giants games, like the Giants Foundation, mm -hmm. the A's games, they're raising it for, I don't know, people that are nice. I don't, something like that. I'm raising money for people that are nice. Would you like to donate? <laughs> but it gets to like $12,000, and I'm always like, oh, it's only cost five bucks. I, I've never done it, but I'm glad to see that you did. Right. Um, opening base, opening football is so close. The official is the 13th. That's the first Sunday. The majority teams. Uh, I believe the Chiefs are opening on that Thursday. Mm -hmm. So the 49ers are in California, and they're not going to allow fans in the stands. So the 49ers are trying to figure out what the right amount of crowd noise would be if there are no fans in the stands. So they literally have the team is practicing, and the coach is listening to the noise to determine if it's the right level, like too soft, and then the other team would be able to hear coach calling the plays, you know, too loud, and then like, Nobody likes too loud. So they're literally tinkering with the right amount of noise to be played during the football game. Yeah, you don't really think about how much that affects it. Like we talked about the crowd affecting the wind, but they were saying that they did their first practice in the stadium with no sound. And the reporters were like on the upper part of the bowl and they could hear people cussing. They could hear things exactly. So I didn't really think about that, but the level of like security with what you're saying matters you know i i was really i really wanted to hear what the 
basketball players were saying in the bubble, mm-hmm. but the crowd, the fake crowd noise is so loud. You can't like, you can't hear the, your mama jokes or whatever they're saying in there. I'm a little sad about that on soccer for the premier league. They give you the option of listening with fake crowd noise or without. And I love listening without, I wish these people would let us listen without, but that's not going to happen. Wow. So I want you to diagnose what this is. Is this okay. throwing shade or is it just the truth? Coach Shanahan was talking about just the noise in general. And he says when he calls plays into the microphone, he normally just speaks at a, a normal voice because he's not want to yell in the quarterbacks here. And so he says, usually I just say it in a normal voice level unless I'm in New Orleans and I can't hear myself think. So my question is, Seattle prides himself on being the loudest stadium in the NFL because they're in conference and they play twice a year, is he is that a is that a slight at Seattle or is New Orleans really that loud? So here's the scoop. Yeah, I think the case is that Seattle is very loud, and if they were in a dome, they'd be the loudest team. But seeing as how St. Louis is an actual dome, I think that's the loudest stadium. Did you say St. Louis? I mean, did I say St. Louis? I meant New Orleans. Right. I meant New Orleans. I just St. Louis you used know. to be in a dome as well, but nevertheless. I just wanted you to know that I was listening to you. Okay, good. Thank you. You are. And because I listen so hard, I subscribe to the survival of the fittest mentality. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. You see that Kirk Cousins was uh-oh. on 10 questions with Kyle Brandt and basically was asked if what his concern level was for COVID-19 from a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being everyone's overreacting, 10 is I'm not going to leave my house. And Cousin says, I'm not going to call anybody stupid for the trouble it would get me in, but I'm about a point zero, 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 one. What's your concern level? Oh, wow. So um, I want to come back to these professional athletes, right? They're at the peak of their physical condition, and mm-hmm. there probably isn't anything to worry about professional athletes getting COVID-19. They'll probably recover. Mm-hmm. It's about passing it on. So him saying he's not worried, I get that, right? but it's the carrier part of that that's the problem. So I don't know what Kirk's deal is. Probably could have been a more um, politically correct way to answer that, but he did what he did. And the team bumped up his media day. He, he was able to talk to the media a day earlier so he could give an official response and gives a very long politically correct apology. I think that he's a voice and he needs to realize people are listening to him, but I, I kind of respect his approach. He's like, if it knocks me out, it knocks me out. If you're going to be okay. You know, even if I die, I die. I kind of have peace about that. The fact that he's playing professional football means that there's a huge inherent risk. Like, I don't know (laughs) if getting CTE and dying at 50 is a higher (laughs) risk of dying than from COVID. So while what he said doesn't send a good message, I appreciate his, like, there's a willingness to accept risk. You know, he, he probably feels that way, whatever he feels about it. But in hindsight, after he said it, he probably wish he didn't say it because then he had to go do another media day and backtrack and apologize. Like, you always say something, you think whatever, and they go like, oh, man, that wasn't worth it. Well, and he also prefaced it with, for the trouble that it would get me in. Because he's <laughs> like, I'm not going to do this because it will get me in trouble. But he still got in trouble. So, Kirk, get your life together. That's like the old, bless his heart, but that guy's an a-hole, right? I, mean, I don't want to sound... No offense, but Larry, I think you're a terrible person. Um, Speaking of the COVID, the NFL has a new rule that coaches must wear masks 
during the football games mm-hmm. to, to spread. So, which is great because you ever watch John Gruden, the coach of the Raiders now, Tampa? He always puts the play, place card in front of his mouth mm-hmm. and talks like this. So you can't see his lips anyway. So now it's like perfect for coaches. They got to wear masks so no one could see them call the plays. Yeah, I think that's it's a perfect way to disguise. And I'm, I'm thinking Greg Maddox wishes he would have had that in the 1989 NLCS when Will Clark <laughs> went yard on him. The other thing they're going to make um, owners take the basically owners are going to have to follow the COVID protocols if they want to go into the locker room and be around practice. So mm-hmm. the owners can't just big time and do whatever they want and then drop into the, um, to the locker room. So be interested to see if Jerry Jones follows the COVID's protocol. Yeah. It's also interesting. The competition committee officially is saying the, the state governs whether you can have people or not. And I think they're going to revisit it, but right now some teams have fans, some don't, they think some teams are like, this is unfair in the NFL. I'm curious what they'll do. I think they'll end up just sticking with their guns and saying, um, yeah, it's funny. Cause plus. I think I just saw, didn't I see new Orleans is now going to say they can have fans in their stands. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah, more in Kansas City, and then they're down. So, yeah, what are they going to do? Who knows? I have one more stat about this. As we okay. record this, there were four new confirmed positive tests among players and six confirmed positive among personnel from the 58,000 tests administered. That seems low. It seems low. That's a week, but uh, I think that's good. I mean, hopefully they're practicing their their – safety measures i did see early on i don't know if we talked about this but there was a a seahawk i think that got cut from the team because he tried to sneak his girlfriend in disguised as a player hell bring the hammer down (laughs) you know i have nothing to follow after that (laughs) yeah larry if you played football what what position do you think you would be um, I know what you're thinking. You're setting me up. You're saying that I'd be a kicker. I, I think you'd like be a specialist. I think you'd be a specialist. <laughs> Browns coach Kevin Stefanski said, I don't have expertise in that world, but the specialists are a different breed. And Larry, I think you're a different breed. Okay, Andrew, where are you going with this? So the kickers for the Browns, Austin Siebert and Jamie Gillen, earlier when COVID started, started a mullet competition. So who like, can have the best mullet and they're going to leave it to the world to decide. And between the two of us, you are the more likely to have a mullet. Wait a minute. Are you serious? Yeah. You're the country bumpkin. You should have the mullet. Well, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been called a country bumpkin before. <laughs> I, I think I take a, I don't like the way you're talking to me, Larry. And I think that's just rude. Bless I your did. heart. I did show up to a bachelor party once with a mullet. I shaved my hair to like the mullet thing. There you go. Are they still yeah. married? Um, they, you know what? They are. It's a good sign. I should do that for everyone. It's a Damn good it. luck charm. The mullet. Yeah. God, the I wasn't even thinking kickers. about that. <laughs> um, can we vote on these Browns kickers? Can we go on and like juice the vote? Yeah. Let's log in. You log into, I don't know where it is. Okay. I should go to the Browns website and you can log in and do it. Yeah. Tweet. At reposted podcast, and we'll submit your vote. <laughs> um, I love me a good championship ring story, like whenever mm-hmm. someone wins the Super Bowl or the World Series, the team gets a ring. Yeah, I love to see. You know, they gotta like it's like nuclear war. They gotta like build the next greatest bomb. Oh man, yeah, it's an arms race. <laughs> it's totally an arms race. The Kansas City Chiefs. This is insane. They just won the Super Bowl to beat the 49ers. Their Super Bowl ring. Is, has 255 diamonds in each one and 36 genuine rubies. 
Yes. In each ring. That, yeah, I saw the, the visual of this. It's crazy. I've, it's just they get more and more excessive. One thing I do appreciate is they put 50 diamonds around the logo of the Lombardi Trophy to mark their 50 years between Super Bowls. So that's kind of cool. But it's excessive. It, it, let's just say, how many people on a team? 100? Let, let's say there's like 100 team on a 100 people. Okay. And then they got all the front ops people. And who, let's say they give out 300 rings to people. Okay. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. So 300 times 255. That's how many diamonds just the Chiefs are using in their championship rings. That's insane. What's that number? Did you complete the math? I didn't complete the math. <laughs> but all I know, I saw, the, I saw the movie Blood Diamond. People are going to get killed in Angola because oh the Chiefs are got all these diamonds in the rings. My favorite Super Bowl ring story was, I think, the 93 when uh, the Cowboys won. Uh, or no, it was Always goes back 90, to the it was 94 because the Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson was on his yacht when he got it because he was no longer with the Cowboys because Boss Hogg got him out of there. <laughs> Larry, uh, did, you, did you know that college football had started? Wait a minute. We don't have time for this. All right, we don't. We, we don't have time. time we don't uh-huh. have time. All right, this is sports best. Oh, <laughs> no, don't boy, stop it. Do don't we make me beg for it. They started last Thursday, Central what? Arkansas, with a win. And today, Thursday, as you're listening to this on Friday, the, check the scores. But Central Arkansas is playing at UAB. Southern Alabama is playing at Southern Mississippi. And I think the most appealing part of this story is something that you would like, and maybe we can make a wager on the air, is both of these are supposed to be bloods. UAB is favored by 18 and a half. Southern Miss is favored by 16 points. So... We'll see what happens in the college football season. I'm already down a man rub almost. I don't know if I want to go down two man reps. You want to – you can – okay. Well, You know what? I think Southern Miss is going to cover. Put me down for a man rub bet. Southern Miss is going to cover. Yeah. All right, I'll take that bet. Woo! This has been Sports Best presented by Reposted on the Believe Podcast Network where we believe in the best of sports. We cut out the worst and bring you the best. I'm Andrew Keller for Larry Olson saying thanks for stopping by.